listening to Training Data from Cosmic Works, which is a part of the Inkytel podcast series, which can be found on SoundCloud. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Inkytel podcast. I'm your host, Vishal Sandesera, and on today's show, we'll be talking about road network detection and routing. Joining me as guests in the studio today are Dave Lindenbaum, who is a principal engineer, and Adam Van Etten, who is the technical director, both from Cosmic Works. Gentlemen, say hello. Hello. Thank you both for being here. Uh, so before we dive right into road network detection and routing and what that really means, tell me a little bit first about SpaceNet and Cosmic Works. Cosmic Works is a four-year-old uh, Inkytel lab that was started to study uh, commercial space, and specifically what we termed commercial space 3.0. Uh, it's, uh, we focus on everything from satellite technology all the way to the analysis of imagery and other data sets that come down from satellites. SpaceNet is one of our most public initiatives where we focus on ways of accelerating uh, machine learning against geospatial problems, specifically focusing right now on remote sensing imagery. Thanks, Dave. Adam, tell us a little bit about uh, road detection and routing. What is it? Why is it important? Yeah, so our first challenge, the first two challenges, actually focused on building footprint detection. And we had some pretty good luck with that. And kind of continuing on on this theme of foundational mapping, we decided that rows would be a good, good thing to tackle. And, and there's a lot of work, exciting work going on, actually, in extracting road uh, pixels from imagery. And there's been some good success with researchers and academia with this as of late. Uh, but the output of those uh, studies has been incomplete in terms of how you might apply this work to actual real-world scenarios. So, so is, it, is it reasonable to assume that uh, you can't actually do this from just pictures? Are pixels enough? Pixels are not enough. Uh, what you can do is you, you can take the, the information you get from, from imagery, from satellite imagery in particular, and you can try to extract something that's a little more useful. So for us, that is the actual road network, something you could actually use for routing purposes I rather see. than just pixels. My naive sense tells me that road uh, network and routing is very important to me in daily life because I drive places. But what are some other use cases that you're targeting? Uh, one of the reasons we decided to tackle roads was actually talking to our biology lab here at Inkytel. And one of the challenges they face is they're looking at like, pandemic response. So, for example, if, if there's some outbreak in, in some very rural area where it's not well mapped and there's maybe seasonal flooding, how do you get to these remote villages uh, to actually deliver aid? Well, there just there isn't the infrastructure to figure out what's going on. If you could spot which roads are passable or impassable, uh, that would actually really help this, this disaster response to get aid to certain villages uh, if there's some, some really dynamic scenario where you need to figure this out very quickly. Sounds like low resource areas could certainly benefit from something like this. Absolutely. Adam, let me ask you a follow-up question. When you decided to put together a, roads network, a road network competition, what do you even think about as far as uh, pillars to compete on? What is it that you're asking of the community, the open source community, to, to develop? We, looking at the research, we realized, again, that there's been some great work, but it doesn't really solve the problem we're looking for. So a lot of our effort here at Cosmic was thinking of a metric that would actually measure what we want to measure. And so if you look at the, the typical method, it's just using pixel masks. So what I mean by a pixel mask is just a black and white image where black is background, white is your object of interest, in this case, roads. So I'll provide an example where maybe you have a small snippet of, of a road and you have this mask and so you have the white roads and black background 
And typically how you do it is you just measure the pixels that are correct. Uh, well, if you have a, a very small gap in a row, this is a few pixels wide, you still get a great score, right? You say, you know what, we did great, all the pixels are correct. Um, this is a perfect answer. The problem is, if there is just a small gap, if you're trying to route, this is, this is terrible, right? It's say, you know what, the bridge is washed out or something, or, or actually I can connect, uh, but this is a ravine, so, so this is a huge problem. You're not gonna get across a ravine, right? Correct. And so what we decided to do is to, to, to actually develop a, a new metric to actually measure our competition that would really incentivize the correct behavior. Uh, they would say, if there's a gap, we're gonna penalize you. Or if you make a spurious connection, we're gonna penalize you. That was a lot of, of the effort on our part to try and figure out something that would actually push people to something that was a lot more usable. And this is a novel metric. You mentioned that you created it at, uh, at Cosmic Works. How did you, uh, did you have a bunch of other runner-up metrics that you were considering, or was this just sort of the G-Golly idea that came up? Yeah, so there are actually a few other options. So there are some metrics that will get, go in this direction uh, to actually uh, looking at kind of the network structure. Um, if we're looking at, at, at road networks, right? So this is a graph theory problem, and, and graph theory is just looking at nodes and edges and how they're connected, right? Uh, there are plenty of ways you can measure uh, uh, the similarity of different graphs. Most of these metrics look at just the logical topology of the graph, meaning just the connections, but we care about the physical topology as well, meaning uh, what is the actual route uh, that the road takes, right? If it curves, we want to know that. We can't just throw that away. And so what we decided to do was to develop a metric based on just shortest paths. So that's ultimately what you often care about is how do I get from point A to point B in the most efficient manner? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the, the, the fundamental piece of our metric is looking at how different routes compare between proposal graphs that the competitors might submit and these ground truth graphs that, that we have very uh, studiously created and validated. Dave, could you tell me a little bit about uh, the perspective from a, from a person in this competition? If you're in, this, if you're in SpaceNet as a, as a competitor, uh, you've got a, a metric, the APLS metric that Adam has just sort of explained to us. What else are you armed with in order to be uh, hopefully successful at winning this competition? As part of every challenge that we release for SpaceNet, uh, we put out large amounts of uh, code on our uh, GitHub pages. So if you go to GitHub pages, you'll see the SpaceNet utilities tools, uh, in addition to other tools, including the Apple's metric code, uh, and then the data set itself. And what we try to do is enable uh, users to focus on the hard part of a challenge and not worry about some of the more difficult parts of trans translating a geospatial data set into a machine learning computer vision data set. Uh, so all that's done for you, uh, and then you show up and solve the hard problem yourself. Uh, so, so I gotta ask, how did it go? Uh, how did, how, what were the results like? Actually, we, we were pretty impressed. Uh, so we were asking something a little different from people uh, in terms of what, what actually to submit. So usually people can submit pixels for their answers. And we said, no, no, you need to actually give us a road network. That's a little more challenging, right? It's an extra step or two. And what we actually saw was pretty good performance. So this Apple's metric that we developed scales from zero to one. Our internal baseline, we got a score of about 0.5. And we saw uh, multiple competitors get about 0.66. And, and how, what that means intuitively is, is hard to describe uh, on a podcast, <laughs> but if you look at some of the results, a lot of these, these submissions are actually doing a very good job of capturing the underlying structure of the roads. So what's next? Uh, it sounds like there are some clear winners from this particular competition. Uh, what do you do? What, what is it that uh, SpaceNet does, or, or that Cosmic and its partners in SpaceNet will do with, with a lot of this, these, these uh, winning algorithms? 
Yeah, so one of the things that, that we focus on in Cosmic is actually taking some of these state-of-the-art algorithms, both in academia and in the results of these competitions, and really trying to, to make them even more applied. And so what we asked for was, again, people to submit a road network, and that itself is interesting. But in order to make this more palatable, we, we split our imagery and our labels up into small little chunks, right? Well, uh, predicting uh, a 400-meter box of roads is not that interesting. So one of the things that, that we spent a lot of time on Cosmic doing is scaling that out. So what we have now is the ability to take a raw image of an entire city, let's say Khartoum, uh, where, which is a, kind of a difficult one to actually figure out because there's, uh, there's dirt roads and there's a lot of variance in surface. But we can take this image of the entirety of Khartoum and pull out the actual road structure uh, from that uh, in a couple hours, even with pretty little compute. So this is pretty exciting, right? You, you, could, you could do this, you could point this, this algorithm at a random city and you could pull out the road network. Um, of course, it will, your performance will vary depending on situation and, and imagery and we're not gonna claim it's a solved problem, but I think it's a pretty exciting step to a direction that we could actually get towards this disaster response uh, scenario, for example. Yeah, so that, that's a great uh, lead into my next question, which is, we talked a little bit about the motivation for this being a lot of humanitarian efforts, uh, getting resources and supplies to otherwise uh, impacted areas by, say, natural disaster or other phenomena. Um, how is it that you envision, if we're just being a futurist, let's just pretend we're all futurists here, um, when and how will uh, a lot of this technology that you guys are developing make it into the hands of sort of the first responders or the folks that are on the ground uh, taking care of these, these uh, humanitarian responses? So that's a great question, and right now the code is in kind of what you'd call prototype phase, and hopefully in the next year or two with work from Cosmic and a lot of the other partners who are working for humanitarian response, uh, that progress will start moving farther and farther into a production phase. Uh, the real question that comes in is once those prototypes meet uh, end users who, to understand better what actual requirement is needed. So while we have a great metric with apples that will tell us um, to measure performance from algorithm to algorithm, understanding what measure of performance translates to usable is the next challenge. Uh, and working with that community, because that community is not necessarily understanding computer vision, they're understanding their road network. Yeah, how, to, uh, how, to, and, how to get that, by on the road network, right? That translation is a, is a great step that uh, Cosmicworks is excited to work on in cool. the future. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, this has been really helpful. Uh, before we conclude, could you tell us a little bit about what's next for, you know, not just SpaceNet, but specifically the roads work that you all are doing? Because I've heard through the pipeline that there might be a future competition. Yeah, so our next challenge is actually going to focus on, on off-nader imagery, which we discussed in a previous podcast, and that'll be really exciting. But specifically for roads, one of the things that we're excited about uh, with, with this, this metric, the, I don't think we ever said it, but the average path length similarity is this metric that we're using. And one of the advantages is it's fairly flexible. Meaning, uh, you could actually, for one, you can apply it to things beyond just imagery. It doesn't have to be in it, just just uh, images. But the other is, uh, since we're looking at, at routing, you could adjust what you mean by a shortest path. Mm -hmm. So right now, we're measuring shortest path based on distance. Well, ultimately, what you actually care about right, is, is time. And can you actually tell me what's the, the shortest time to get from point A to point B given maybe certain constraints that, that you see in your network. And, and we think we have a decent shot at, at pulling this off because uh, we have some metadata embedded in these labels that we've created for SpaceNet. And we could use this metadata to try and infer the actual 
time it would take to travel different routes. That's and interesting. So, and so that would be the, the goal would be to, to ask competitors to say, give me the time estimate on these different routes in your network. That's interesting. Um, if I'm to analogize again into my, my daily life, uh, time is very important for routing. I usually am presented with three or four options whenever I go into Waze or to Google Maps as to how to get from point A to point B. And the time usually varies, uh, as you suggested, because of distance, but also because of things like accidents, traffic, uh, other holdups along the roadway. What are some of the uh, things that impact you know, the humanitarian efforts? I imagine are they, traffic and accidents may or may not be the most interesting things uh, in, in your application. What are some other things that affect time in your domain? Yeah, ultimately, if you could infer a busy road quality would be one of them. Right? Is, is this uh, even passable, right? If it's flooded, then you have to say, no, you can't go this way. But if, it, if it's dirt, if it's mud, if it's gravel, uh, if it's hilly, that's something that you might be able to infer. That would be important. There's lots of different pieces of bridges and other things to identify that are, that are crucial, right? Uh, these are things that, that again, we don't, we're not going to claim we've, we've solved, but uh, pushing towards that, that kind of more sophisticated use case is something that, that we're excited to try. Excellent. Adam, Dave, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Um, before we sign off, could you tell us about where we could learn more, perhaps, about um, SpaceNet and Cosmic, and also if you're looking for any additional partners? I'd say the first place, uh, if you're looking at, at research, would be our blog. So that's medium.com slash the downlink with the Q. So we're pretty active there, and we try and blog. Also, our GitHub repository, we, we try and put all our code out there. Uh, even comment the code once in a while. That's, that's exciting. Excellent. Uh, in terms of uh, actually getting involved, uh, Dave's probably the person to ask about that. For SpaceNet-related activities, I really encourage you to visit the website, spacenet.ai. Uh, there we list all information about previous challenges and current upcoming challenges and how to interact with the data set. Um, if you'd like to know more, um, please reach out through the contact page on the website. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for listening to today's show. You can find more information and links to different sites and data sets and presentations about the content discussed today at cosmicworks.org, and that's cosmic with a Q, spacenet.ai, and our blog, The Downlink, on Medium, which is with a Q. You're seeing a trend here. We like the letter Q. Thank you to Kristen Zender and Carrie Sassine from IQT's marketing and communications team. Also, thank you to Vishal Santacera for joining us on today's discussion. Music was provided by DC Zone Redline Addiction. Talk again soon. Take care.